0: Thanks to Indeed for supporting Earn Your Happy. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com happy. Offer good for a limited time. And big thank you to Base for supporting my podcast. Base lets you pack up your stuff and hit the road with high quality, well-designed travel bags and accessories that won't break the bank. Right now, Base is offering you 15% off your first purchase at Base. Travel.com slash Lori.
1: I've learned I have to be more aware of the energy I keep around me because it impacts me. And I've, I've really learned to hone in now on my personal energy and saying, you know what, these people don't need to be in my space. I don't need to trust. I don't need to give away everything to have people want to be with me.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. If you didn't know, I've started a daily text. I literally text you every single day during the week and I send you either an affirmation, a manifesting mantra, or a question to ponder. This community is growing like crazy. You guys, last week we added hundreds and hundreds of people. It's really exciting. I am loving all of the communication back and forth. It's so much fun to hear what you think and also hear all of your responses. Like you guys are rocking my world. Uh, I just sent out a question yesterday to ponder and a lot of you responded to it and I'm literally blown away By how cool the responses were to me asking the question, what is a past mistake that you've made that you're now so incredibly grateful for? And how can you apply that to all of your choices moving forward? You guys, the things that I got back in the text list are absolutely insane. It's so cool to be connecting with all of you who are on the podcast in that way. So you guys, if you want to join the daily text list, you can text the word daily to three one zero four nine six eight three six three. You can text the word daily to three one zero four nine six eight three six three. So I hope to see you on that list. And you guys today I have the most amazing guest on. All my guests are amazing, but I just have to tell you, I really enjoyed this conversation. I just dropped in with Patricia Carlin right away, who is my incredible guest today. She has been in the payments industry for more than 20 years. And I think the coolest part about this is I love bringing women on who highlight an industry where you can also learn how to make money. You guys know that I have a past in network marketing. I love affiliate sales. I love anything where people have created an industry or been in is industry where if you work hard at it and everything that we say on this podcast today is with the assumption that if this is something that you want to start, you're going to work your ass off just like anything else. But I do think it's a really cool option for people who have never thought about it to make money. So she's been in the payments industry, like I said, for more than 20 years. She has a lengthy list of credentials that include being a co-founder of a highly successful payments organization. She's known by her colleagues as being one of the most sought after experts in the payments sector. In fact, she was involved in setting up credit card processing for some of the first internet merchant accounts in History, you guys. As a payments visionary who knows how to stand at the forefront of innovation, she's earned millions of dollars in residual income and has amassed billions of dollars in career sales. Patricia crafted her career by representing some of the most cutting edge businesses in the world as a highly sought after payment consultant and business coach, helping companies navigate. The sometimes complicated waters of business growth. She shaped an entire field of practice with the introduction of the platinum standard of how to build a residual empire while maintaining integrity at every level. Patricia continues to leverage her expertise to deliver customized payment solutions to businesses globally, as well as teach aspiring entrepreneurs how they can develop their own income stream in payments. She has a free virtual event, you guys, and we talk about it on this podcast. Every current business owner and aspiring entrepreneur who wants passive income should attend the virtual event on August 19th and 20th. So go check that out right now. It is in the show notes. We talk about it in the podcast as well. You can learn how to build a personal brand, how to make real passive income, and how to find your passion. You guys go check out the show notes if you are interested in that and listen to this podcast. I loved it. And whether you're interested or not, this podcast is going to give you so much insight into what it takes to build a business and what she has been through. So let's get started. Patricia, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, I am absolutely thrilled to be on. I love your audience, love everything you do. So I'm honored to be on your show.
0: You are going to share with us some really cool ways to make money that I didn't even wasn't really fully aware of. But before we do that, I just have to tell everyone that you have the most incredible hair
1: for anyone oh, who no. you. <laughs> you can, oh this is it that is probably the funniest thing that anybody has said to me in the last maybe six months because so my hair is the bane of my entire yeah. existence. So I blow it out. I do, I won't go on calls because usually it's this big curly. Yeah. And then this uh, 10 minutes go. I'm like, my hair, look at my hair. It looks like such crap. I'm like, it's so big and there's humidity in Arizona now and I don't understand it. I thought we got, and so it was a whole entire, like my, it's a whole thing. So I greatly appreciate it uh. For, uh, your audience. Thank you very, very much. I've, uh the number of extensions, so I don't have extensions in my hair. Mm. But I am the person who has invested in more extensions, halos, everything you can ever think. And I have to throw them out because I put them in my hair and everyone's like, you realize you have so much hair. You don't need them. I'm like, I know, but what if it was just bigger or something different, like a big French tail Uh, or something? I don't know, whatever.
0: I don't care what you do in the world. Your hair is a thing. It is we could probably start every podcast with that to get to know people better and faster. And you want to talk about ways to make money? Hair extensions as well. But oh, you know, if we could figure out residual on hair extensions, how does that work? Because once you have them, you get addicted, right? So it's, it's kind true. of residual.
1: It's <laughs> a funny, funny segue to that. And we could get into that business. But in my space, the merchant space, Ken Paves, do you remember a uh, Jessica Simpson started the whole extension oh, yeah. bang wave thing. So I was their merchant processor and shut Ken, up. No, kept years back. So Ken Pavias actually came to me and said, I need a merchant account. Me and Jessica Simpson are launching these bangs and you could clip in the bangs and we're going to have a huge, huge brand. And I'm like, really? I'm like, so people, of course, I obviously wanted to purchase those bangs immediately and it didn't mm-hmm. suit me. But he told me about <laughs> his business and he said he baked it until he made it and he basically. She came in, needed a quickly, like had like a blonde emergency, You a beautiful, gorgeous blonde hair, which I've tried a million times and failed. And that's how he started. His fame was based on Jessica Simpson. And he pretended that he was never booked. So he would be like, oh, I'm booked up for weeks, even though he wasn't. And that's how he created his whole celebrity. That's how he built it. Like he, he literally built his brand on making himself the blonde guru, just based on her randomly walking in the salon. Oh my God, you
0: can't make this up. We did not talk sure. about this beforehand. That is-
1: No, no, no. Just that is amazing.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm excited to have you on today because I always like to share with people different or new ways of making money that maybe they had never thought of. And even just kind of, if it's not something that they're even thinking of or have ever thought of, like it helps you start thinking in the realm of where are people making money? And I think that's some of the first- good questions to ask when you're wanting to start a business or grow a business or whatever that looks like is like where are people actually making money? Like how do people make money? What are some of the ways that you think are smart right now outside of what you do? Because you're in the payments industry, which we're really going to dive into as well. But what are some areas that people wouldn't necessarily think people make money in that you've seen that you're like, wow, I didn't know that or this is a great area where people are making money because you're you probably talked to so many different people in different industries like what you're in?
1: Yeah. So it's actually, I have, it's a very unique approach like that. We have that I have because given that I see real numbers, right? I see right. the merchant statements, Interesting. So, which, so I have this behind the scenes, look at every single business model that you will ever think of in your life. I know who makes money because numbers don't lie. This is the business model. So a lot of this stuff, it comes down to, I know everyone or not everybody, a lot of people will be like, oh, don't, you know, MLM, scam me, MLM, all this stuff. And, and the fact is, I do a lot of processing since for the last 20 years for huge MLM companies. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is when you find one that's actually really good and has a really good product offering, people do make residual and revenue off of it by selling good products. So I could tell you looking at numbers behind the scenes of big MLM companies, it's not necessarily always the ones at the top that just make the money. I think that people who stay in their lane of what they know and what they think they can know are the ones who are always successful. So for example, if you don't know a thing about crypto trading, do not go and pay for a $5,000 course on crypto trading. You are not gonna be successful. You're gonna lose money and you're gonna be out $5,000. I like a lot of the ones, I like some of the programs like Building Your Own agency for example. So if you have some marketing skills, right? Somebody, it's more about honing in on the skills that you have, your skill set. So for example, I know somebody super, super, super creative, very creative. She was great at posting videos. She was doing this, did absolutely nothing with it. She was also trying other things. She's like, what do you think about this Bitcoin platform? Or should I buy an, an automated Amazon store? I'm like, do you like shipping products? Do you like doing this? Do you like... Do you want to pay $40,000? And she goes, Well, no. I'm like, Well, you're so creative at making design. Why wouldn't you start your own social media design creative agency? Mm. And she said, Wow, I could really do that. I said, Yeah, take a course or program. I love courses. I'm Mm. like, Take a course on how to actually build a funnel, start doing that. And now she has an incredible book of business. So Mm. I'm more about honing in on the talent that you have Mm. and then finding something. If you're terrible at talking to people, why don't you start a business with your significant other? If they're great at talking to people or your sister, whoever it is, we have tons of people like that. We work with you do what you're great at. If you're great at books, let the other person go do the talking. So it's not just a business model. It's not like, I don't look at it. Like this is what's making money. It's really where people are just kind of desperate picking for different things that they are not good at. Mm. And so that's what I really see. And I think you can make any business model successful. The ones you're seeing out there, if you don't, if you don't keep jumping ship and you actually do it, like I know you're very into fitness, you're fit. It's the same exact thing in your business, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't go to that gym and commit to it, and then I'm like, well, this gym didn't work for me. Well, no, it's because you ate four cheeseburgers this week mm-hmm. and you went to the gym one time. That's why it didn't work. So mm-hmm. that's really what I think when it comes down to business models, find what you like, but you have to stick to something and and stop bouncing about. That's what I see time and time again.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then there's so many, there's so many pieces to that. Like you just said, I'm trying to think back to when we started in network marketing, which by the way, it is still a residual income. We had to really work, really built it for eight years, but it is still very residual for four years without doing anything. So, you know, thinking back to network marketing, I was really good at sharing the story, painting the vision. I I loved the product. Like I was very passionate about the product, but I was not good at the coaching portion, the follow, like not the following up for the sale, but the following up on coaching the person in how to really like build their business. Right. I'm more of a one touch amp up like, and I learned very quickly that does not sustain a business. Correct. But But my husband (laughs) was really good at that, but I did have to recruit him, but thank God I'm good at storytelling. So I recruited him. (laughs) And, but like, at what point... Did you? I want to know your zone of genius in what you're doing, and when you started to realize that your skill set ended, and how did you go find the person to fill in that gap?
1: Well, you literally just told my exact story, so <laughs> <laughs> like, so you might be my kindred twin mm. spirit here because I am amazing at people would always bring me in for deals. Right? Mm. I am great at making you. Love me. You will, because I think I have the knowledge in my brain to back up anything I say. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the truth and you're going to know I'm authentic. You know, I'm taught, there's no fluff. I'm great at helping you understand why this is going to be so important in your life and why you're going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm what, Everyone used to always call me. They say you go in like thunder and you get everyone like, yay, yay, yay. And then my nickname is a David Copperfield because <laughs> once, once I get you, and it's not about even that's where it's a misconception. It's not about me trying to sell you and doing it. It's what I'm really good at. Right. But follow up. And afterwards it, I am all of a sudden you look around and go, wait, she did a David Copperfield to me because I'm gone. So My husband, the same kind of thing, Dave, we've been together 10 years and he always owned retail businesses and he Mm. was really good at systems. He's great at continuing to help people. He's good at that continuing part. I like to call him almost like, you know, you have the engine that you need two parts of this engine to work. And Dave comes in after, you know, I kind of, great. Everyone's like, yes, Patricia, this is amazing. And then he comes in and actually make sure people get from point A to point Z. So mm-hmm. it is my, I call it my Achilles. That's my Achilles heel. I suck at the follow through. That's so me. So
0: for people listening, I think that's the the challenging part of figuring out what kind of business is for you because you might be the version of our husband. That might be right. why this business could be for you or meaning any business, yes. or you might be the enroller, which I feel like being an enroller it opens you up a actually i don't know do you think it opens you up to more businesses or do you think being someone who can really manage the back end opens you up or is it always just trying to find that person it, who could fill in the gap
1: i think it's finding the person who could fill the gap because and then how well you fill it right like i had an old business partner that i thought that you know we would joke around and call ourselves the, like a dolphin tail you know where i was the head and this person was the, and it didn't end well, but he was, that one person was the dolphin tail because they kept that engine running. They they just kept it going. And then I guess, you know, in, in the end of thing, I realized that after that movie, Dolphin Tail, you could always build a mechanical tail for a dolphin. So it's, it's you know, it really it really is finding the person that fits. And it also is about finding the business partner, whether or not they're in your family, whether or not it's a friend, whether or not you have to outsource it and hire it. I think that finding, number one, identifying and being able to say that, know your weakness. I think all of us have that, right? Where it's really hard to say, this is what I'm bad at. And that's where I think most of the failure comes from.
0: Mm. Oh my God. Let's talk about some disempowering beliefs that maybe you had before. I'll share one as an example. I feel like back in the day, it was very much like, you know, even... 10 years ago, it was more like, if you don't have the skill set, you should learn it. You should try to figure it out yourself. Like I just thought everybody, nobody really like revealed what was behind the curtain back in the day. And I feel like it was like, learn everything yourself. And if you can do it, like you should be doing it to save money or whatever that looks like. And that was such a disempowering belief to me because it made me feel so, it made me feel not smart. Like it made me feel like I couldn't do it, that I was dumb. I only really am good at a couple things. And it really held me back for a, a long time. What's something that held you back that it was a disempowering belief that you figured out for yourself?
1: I hate to say this because I have, and it's something I've actually been going through right now, right? Yeah, I love that. And we, and we we, all get there. I built, you know, and it's, it's not to brag, it's not to anything, but I've done incredibly well for myself since I started in a business from 18 years old. I've been very successful. I've worked my butt off, but I have a very healthy relationship with my husband now. All of my decisions were always based on my relationships and I missed out on a ton of opportunity Mm. in my life where if you think about, you know, someone around from 1998 when the first transaction started online, I got asked the other day, they're like, well, why are you on the phone talking to me? It's And I was like, and I felt like I almost threw up when he said it because i was like yeah you're right like in my head mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen the show called physical but she talks to herself and i'm like i am such a loser i am the biggest <laughs> loser on earth. and meanwhile like any cuz i'm like he's right why aren't i an owner of google and why aren't i you know all these kind of things and i think that what you just said is right that i was always limited by what i thought i wasn't capable of doing so even my mm-hmm. thing about my capability of of saying that i'm not good at this part of this and i'm not good at that and i'm not good at that Rather than saying, you know what, I'm just going to hire people and I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to bring those people in because I know my strength. And I think doing that and making decisions based on my past relationships, like, well, I really, I really shouldn't go to that trade show in Amsterdam and have that meeting because, you know, my ex is going to, that'll be weird for him. And what if he doesn't feel, what if it makes him feel bad and, you know, about it? And Mm. I was really, and I think that comes from childhood, just unhealthy relationships that I've I've had throughout my life. And I think that's really even in work, you know, where I was always when I was in corporate America, and this is for everyone in your audience, you know, I came from corporate America before I became an entrepreneur. And I was always having to jockey hard for positioning. And I felt every time I wouldn't get that raise, every time I wouldn't get something, I would feel absolutely wh- like it would just take me back like 10 steps of where I was supposed to be.
0: We'll get a little bit deeper on that, which I think will be so helpful for people to hear. But you are insanely successful. We just want to share with people because I think it's always so powerful. I think it's permission. When we see another woman who's incredibly successful, it can either be jealousy or permission and fuel, right? Or use it as proof that you can do it too. And that's, I think that was one of the biggest things for me that network marketing showed me is, you know, 15 years ago when I Started it, one of the things that happened was the woman who got me into it was like, You need to go to an event. And I was like, I'm not going to this ridiculous event and I'm not wearing a flashing pin and I'm not doing any of that. That's not going down. And she was like, Would you just go for me then? And I was like, Oh God. She pulled like the friend card. (laughs) So I went and what actually happened for me, it's what can be used in anything in life. And that's why I want to use you for this in a second. But I saw women who I was like, wait, they're just like me or maybe even they have a harder life or more challenges and less time and they're building these million dollar businesses. Like in that moment, I decided not to say, oh, that's not for me anymore because there were women doing it all around me and right. I was in the room and it was full immersion and I was like, there's actually no denying this. Like this is happening. So for you, I would love to hear, just share with us some of the success that you've had unapologetically. Yeah. and. Could the 12-year-old you have imagined this? What would the 12-year-old you have said about your success now? So share your success now and then let's go back to 12-year-old you.
1: Sure. So it took a therapist to, again, you have to go there, right? You have to explain it. And a therapist I went to said to me one day, he said, you don't realize that what you have built yourself, you know, and you're, and we'll get into the successes of it. You know, I'm, I built a multi million dollar company. I could buy anything I want. I could do anything. I could take fam, my family's on vacation. I could help my friends. I could do all of these wonderful things. And yet he said, you see yourself because you're not flashy. You're very insecure about my looks. You know, I'm very, very painfully insecure about my looks because I was extremely chubby as a kid. I was all sorry. It was just, i had connected. It was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And, he said, You don't realize that you're actually a, an oak boat when you keep on thinking you want to be tinfoil. Mm. And he goes, Tinfoil, shiny and crinkly, and this. And he goes, But you are, that's what you want to be. And yet you're this solid piece of gold. And when you walk in a room, and I go back to the whole kind of, because I was always around men, my whole business, unlike MLM and right. direct, you know, direct selling, I literally spent 99% of my time with men in business. So, yeah. You have to really navigate that world because it's totally different. It is. And I always, he said, you're little. I'm five, five, three, five, three and a half. He's like, and yet you walk into a room and you feel that you need to hunch over your shoulders to make yourself smaller because it's so you're a powerful force and you don't want you think you associate the word powerful with not fun and and not attractive, mm. right? which is, mm-hmm. that resonated so much because then I I went through my life and I said, all these times I, I do that. You know, like if somebody says, wow, the word, Patricia, you've made millions of dollars for yourself in your own business. You took a chance on yourself and you left a high six figure paying job with no college and all this stuff. And you left it to take a chance on yourself. And you're such a powerful woman. And all of a sudden, like inside when people would say that to me, like almost like recoil where I was like, oh, "Oh, like, oh, it's such an ugly word to be a powerful woman because it's associated with these other, you know, like, you know, you're, Mm. oh, hear me roar, you know, getting those things. It's, it was just so ugly for me. Mm. And that had been because you spend an entire career surrounded by, you don't really see a lot of successful, Mm. powerful women. So in my life and in my career, I think that I made great decisions where I had worked. Like I said, I worked for the first internet company to do. They were one of the first companies to ever do the first online transactions in history. Mm. And at that time, it was only adult. That was the adult websites were the first thing that was ever billing. And then they said to me, "Do you want to start going after?" Because they wanted to get acquired. So they go, "Do you want to?" And this was two thousand. I think two thousand. They're like, "Do you want to go after mainstream sites?" So. The first company I emailed was StarWars.com. They invited me out to Marin County. I set up Star Wars entire subscription billing. Mm. Sony Music, their first Shakira fan clubs, you know. Then from there, it was working on Groupon's project and Major League, all these different things. And I said, I'm kind of like the neuroscientist of our industry because no one knows about payments, right? So why don't I start my own consulting firm? And I really took a big chance on myself to start this consulting firm and built an incredible residual income became kind of like, and, and it was really Ken Paves in 2010. Cause then I also got recruited by companies to be their VP of sales. And that's where I say, like I was earning during the recession, a very high six figure income. And I don't want to say I lost my mind, but my dog died. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is going to sound so crazy, but people will understand it. My 13 oh, year old dog was my child. I don't have oh, kids. Yeah. It, it She had been through everything with me. My dad had died. My dog died and they wanted me to come. And this was 2010. They wanted me to come run a big meeting in Canada. I was incapacitated and I get on the phone and I say, I'm done. I resign. And everyone was like, just chill out. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm finished. And you know, you're leaving. It was close to a million dollars a year of making in money. That's a lot to walk away from. I I never really saved money. I spent it on friends and charity. I spent it on everything because it was like I loved just helping. And then when I started that my company, it was the scariest time of my life because I said, "Oh, what did I just do? You know, it's a bad time to do it after like 2 months. I'm like this was not good." And I ended up building <laughs> it from the ground up. I also at that time had I went that through end of a relationship, all this kind of stuff and my mom who's like a powerhouse of A human being said Mm -hmm. to me she does not let you weep for long like she's like that is it get up you're going you have the brains you have the talent you're the full package and get out there and show them what you have and and i i did just that and built a huge company
0: Hey, I have a newsflash for you that I learned the hard way. But when you get good at hiring and you hire great people, people better than you, your business grows and it grows really fast. So how do you get better at hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring partner delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined. According to Talent Nest 2019, it's the go-to hiring resource where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Indeed has so many tools to offer that save you so much time, like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Let's look at the assessments feature. Often you're basing your decisions to schedule an interview with a candidate on one piece of paper, their resume. And let's be honest, we all embellish those. I know I did. Well, what if you could dig a little deeper and get more specific around the areas of expertise you're looking for in your new hire before you jump on an interview with them? Indeed assessments will save you hours of nearly blind interviewing with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding, you can select the skills that matter to you most. Add from a selection of over 100 hard and soft skills to test your job, post and home and hone in on the candidates with the right skills faster. Indeed assessments can even give you a window into how candidates will be on the job. On average, applicants who scored highly proficient or higher on the reliability assessment were nearly eight times more likely to consistently attend work according to US Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com happy. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash happy. Indeed.com slash happy. Terms and conditions apply. Need hire? You need Indeed. We are kindred spirits now that you said with powerful. It's funny. I've gone to different personal development events and where you've had to like say, we had to say a mantra that like you want to feel, but makes you feel like you shrink, right? And Mine was, I am powerful because I associated (laughs) it with being bad. Mine was people not liking me. I come from a really religious background and it was like, you shouldn't be powerful. You should be quiet and humble. So when I said it, I literally crumbled, like it was crazy. But anyway, so around that word, I'm so interested in if listeners really resonated with that as well and how they feel. So tell me about the 12-year-old you. What would the 12-year-old you right now say to yourself if she just walked through your door right now and wanted to give you a message about who you are
1: today? She would tell me that because it was a... I I wish we could share a 12 year old picture of myself and you'd be like, oh, like, like Pat from Saturday Night Live, pretty much. (laughs) And she would come in and tell me that she always knew that we were going to just be a force to be reckoned with. And Mm. she's prouder than hell of what I became, but she had zero doubt. Oh my God. And that she finally has good hair. Yeah. That's, oh, well, that's the biggest thing. Yes. Oh, I forgot that part. Yes. You <laughs> would come in and tell me, and I'm going to send you personally a picture so you could see Please this. Do. And you're gonna, you were going to be like, oh, wow, this girl did not have anything easy. And the fact that my mother, who is, and I guess it's because my mom grew up as a tomboy and her mom passed away when she was 10. So my mother never really had this. And my mom's gorgeous. And mm. she never, but she was very much like tomboyish and stuff. So mm. I had the hairiest legs in fifth grade. So my <laughs> brother shaved them for me in sixth grade. Cause he's like, he goes, look, go in here. He's like, we got to get this done. My eyebrows were connected. They were thick and curly My so curly. <laughs> and this hair was like out so big. So yes, my 12 year old self would say, thank God we finally have nice hair Th- and your <laughs> eyebrows and thank God your eyebrows and you shave. That's like the biggest thing on earth. Is that hilarious? That 12-year-old never
0: goes away either. She's very... Mine is very accessible. And sometimes she comes out to
1: haunt me in places I don't want her. If you say... Like you even saying that. So my mom and my family will get a kick out of this. So my mom hates my Mm -hmm. curly hair. Literally hates it. I I think it traumatized her so much that when my hair is curly, my mom and I love, we live down the road. Like I'm, my mom and I are twin flames. Like we're mm. as connected as could be my best friend, that. everything. Actually, I'm not allowed to call her my best friend. She always made sure I am her mother. She is my mother. I am not her best friend. So if I FaceTime her, I'm like, Hey mom, she goes, Oh, Oh my, I mean, are you not going to blow out that hair? And my husband loves my hair curly. And he's like, why do you care what you think? I go, you don't get it. I'm like, It's not between, and my mom and him get along. I'm like, it's not that. I go, when I have my hair curly, all I see is this fat, ugly, 10 and 12 year old girl looking back at me. I said, I literally cannot, you don't know what I see in the mirror. I'm like, it's her. It's like, she's sitting there. And I, I just, I would never get on a podcast with you in a million years. My hair right now went outside. There would be zero chance of me being on a podcast with you. It's so funny. Cause I, I don't care who you are from the outside looking in.
0: People don't realize there's all of, there's all of these, which is why we go to therapy, right? There's all these yeah. childhood things that come up that you're like, if you don't tend to them, if you don't tend to like even the thoughts around your curly hair, like this is going to come up. <laughs> There's always stuff. So, always. oh my gosh, what are some beliefs that you had growing up that felt very real and true? And they were family beliefs. They were just really ingrained, really instilled that you have had to change and let go of in order to become the successful woman that you are today.
1: So it's actually my, it's reverse. So my family has always been because they're entrepreneurs and everything else. Mm. And so they have always said, you don't have friends in this world. You have a few close friends, Mm. but your family, as long as you're good, because I do have a very close family, your family is where the people are not going to screw you over. Mm. And that's different for a lot of people. I'm talking about just for myself. And I was under the belief of, no, I'd give everything to somebody, a partner. I'd give a business mm. partner. I'd be like, if you believe in me, you have my world. And and I really went down that road for a very long time of giving every, I've given companies away. I've mm. given 50% of companies away because just because you took a chance on me. Meanwhile, never thinking for once, wait, I took a chance on you. I never had that way of thinking. Mm. And yeah. over the past few years, I was really forced to do that. Trust is earned. On a day by day basis. Mm. So, you know, a blanket belief, I think that a lot of people grow up with, including my friends and stuff, is where, and I think a lot of people, you know, the whole saying, well, if you don't trust me, you don't love me. If you don't have trust, then we don't have anything together. Well, that's not necessarily true because people in business and people in life betray that trust all the time. And it's not just a blanket trust, like I have to trust you always. Trust is earned on a daily basis. And Mm. I think that when you keep your, I've learned I have to be more aware of the energy I keep around me because Mm. it impacts me. And I've I've really learned to hone in now on my personal energy and saying, you know what? These people don't need to be in my space. I don't need to trust. I don't need to give away everything to have people want to be with me. Mm. And so that was my own beliefs of like, because my family has been grinding that in my head my entire life. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm I just mm-hmm. very strong-willed. And, you know, you. I think you have to learn the lessons. It's, it's the truth. You have to learn lessons the hard way. And, you know, mm-hmm. now I have.
0: Oh my goodness. I resonate with part of that just around the value. And I don't want to generalize it, but I do feel like so many women that I talk to, we don't understand yet, or we have to learn often the hard way, what an equal energy exchange is or what an equal value exchange is. It's kind of like my whole life I've felt like, all relationships, like people will only love me if I have to, if I add a ton of value, if I'm over delivering, if I'm like, essentially, I didn't realize it, but equating like exhaustion or feeling like you're just over giving and, and doing things that you don't want to do. And yeah. that's what a relationship is. And that's what love is. And I'm like, that's not sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: but you're, but you're right. And your background, you, I didn't come from a religious background, right? So I came from you know, just a very, like, I would say the opposite, like not tough love, you know, because it wasn't even that, but it was like, you got a little bit of coddling and then it's time to, you know, you got to go full force and you got to do this and you got to do, you know, just, there was no time for weakness except for, you know, when you need it. When obviously I was, my, my mom says I had never stopped crying from the day I came out till the, till now. Right. But so I'm, I'm allowed to have that vulnerability, but like you said, it's, you think you have to keep on giving. And and I've had where if I didn't respond to somebody in an email for years, this was this way. If I didn't respond to them right away and somebody didn't get right back to them, I'm like, do they still I didn't I didn't I failed, I didn't deliver to them. So mm-hmm. now they're gonna go work with somebody else. And it's not that way because you have value. And I think a lot of people, even in your audience and a lot of women I talk to as well, it's so hard to find your internal value and then how to translate that into business and life and relationships where it doesn't feel like you're not doing enough or you're not enough. Mm -hmm. When someone could just give a little bit and and you're like a little, I almost like equate it to like a puppy dog, you know, where when a lot of times when women get a little bit back and I'm not talking about just in marriages or anything like that, I'm talking about in business relationships and anything else you give a little bit, and we're like, "Oh, little pup, like, okay, great, you know, whatever, did did did, you know, all this stuff." Mm-hmm. And then you could give everything, and it's like, "Oh, great, okay, so what do we have on the schedule for tomorrow?" And you're like, "Huh, mm-hmm. like, yeah." It's so powerful
0: to be able to hear all of these stories of you and just all the different things that come up around business because you are so successful in business, and I want to talk about that because you're in the payments industry. I think a great place to start would be you talked a little bit about what got you into the the payments industry, but what is the payments industry?
1: Sure. So every single time I told you how I got into it and, and most people, it's funny, don't even realize that that it's a business model. Most people right. don't even realize that they could actually make money from credit card transactions. Mm. So for me, you know, I did get lucky. I got a customer service job at that first company. So I, I really got an introduction to it. But if you go into a store, mm-hmm. any store online or offline, and you swipe that credit card on that terminal, There's somebody, an agent, a broker, you don't need a license to do it in the U.S. Someone there has set up that terminal for that merchant Mm. and they're getting paid a residual income on every single transaction that is swiped for the life of the time. They service the account, they go in and they learn how to do it. But that's a very real lucrative business because as long as that person's processing transactions, there's somebody like me that's getting paid on it. And people are like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. It's I think that
0: all the time because I know, and I think maybe people are becoming more aware of it because yeah. of different things like Venmo, where you're like, wait, Correct. Venmo takes this money. Yep. And some people, especially when you, it's funny guys, like when I got into business and like really started using my American Express card, like I learned that a lot of people don't take American Express. And I was like, why don't they take it? And they're like, it's too like expensive it's for them. Expensive. Wait, tell me about this world. Like how do we... <laughs> Tell me about this. So this is every time you swipe your card, somebody is making money, and you started your own company with this, and you yes. also teach other people. So tell me a little bit about what made you want to start that company, but then also what made you want to say, "Hey, I can teach people how to make money doing this."
1: Sure. So it was I just had the company because I've always been doing it. I can't do anything else. This is what <laughs> I, I mean. I'm sure I could do something yeah. else, but I really love it because. I'm super ADD. I've always been my whole life. And it's an industry that never changes. Like when you said Venmo comes out, now we have to figure out, well, how's Venmo going to impact our business? And, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, they charge this amount. So it's, it's an ever-changing industry, crypto payments. Now it's a new thing. So it always is very exciting. So I'll, I'll be in payments for the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. not to mention the fact that it's a business where you could put it in your pocket. If, if in 10 years from now, I meet somebody and they have a restaurant. Oh, great. I'm going to set up your payment processing for you, even if I'm doing something else, which I can't imagine doing, but it's just something that's always in your back pocket that you could always use. And you're basically somebody's going and investing in a restaurant. They're taking risk. They're taking liability, or somebody's starting an online store, an online business. They're taking risk. They're paying for marketing. I'm getting paid on it by giving them something that they need no matter what. And then the coaching program really was unintentional because you know, Dave and I would be golfing, you know, on during the week. And, you know, a lot of times golfing is mostly 70 and 80 year olds, or it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but people would ask us, a lot of the golf caddies would be like, what do you guys do? Like, she's on a conference call in the golf cart. Then she takes a mm-hmm. hole off. You take a hole off. Like, what is it? And we, we started to explain what it was. And our golf caddy, his name's Eric. He was like, well, I want to do this. He really, he was a golf caddy real estate agent. Cause you know, people have a lot of different things. And he's like, "Well, I want to do it. I mean, I I know how to talk to people." And we started training Eric on how to do it in our local community. Now Eric is Eric. I, I shouldn't tell us, but he earns a lot of money. He has hundreds of businesses now all over his not just community and cities. His wife's in the business. His mother's in the business. His brother-in-law's in the business now. And he actually built out an entire payments division and company. And now he also works for residual payments too, teaching people. But it was more about disrupting the industry because, you know, if, if anyone's out there and knows about, you know, has a business and they're accepting credit cards, they've had somebody walk in there and try to sell them credit card processing. Mm. There is a very greasy stigma to the industry because someone will walk in and be like, oh yeah, this terminal, it's $2,000. And because the person wants a commission, that terminal was $100 wholesale. Why are you trying to screw over the business partner or a business that's trying to, get off the ground by upcharging them so you can make a commission. And there was just a lot of bad habits. And the fact that I've been in this for so long, it was bad habits it was bad intentions. Wasn't mm-hmm. looking out, not knowing the importance of actually building a partnership with somebody rather than trying to take these one hit big deals. Mm-hmm. And we said, why don't we just build people from the ground up? And it really was more of like an experiment. Can we take a person who has never known about this business teach them how to do it, which we did with Eric. And then we did it to the next person, did it to the next person, did it to the next person and teach them how to make residual income. And it works because they're able to get in places I'm not able to. So take a truck driver that joined the program. And I was like, you know, how would they, you know, they were older. I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't feel right to me. You know, like how are they going to learn payments? You know, I've been in this 20 years and 20 something years. What I didn't realize, and this was kind of this aha moment, that truck driver's been doing the same route for the last 20 years of their life. They know the owners of all the hotels. They know all the owners of the little restaurants that they eat at. I can't walk in there and go, hi, I'm Patricia Carlin. I've been in the star. I launched Star Wars and Time Magazine, and I'd like to take over your processing. they are going to be like, take over my what? You're talking in like, whatever. However... This truck driver was able to get three roadside motels, they were able to get both of the diners they go into, and they were able to make several thousand dollars a month in residual income. And it just evolved from there that everybody can do it and business owners can actually also take over their own processing as well and put money right back into their business the second they switch. Hey,
0: I love nice things. I have to tell you that when I'm carrying a nice bag or when there's nice things around me or when my house reflects back to me, that I have stuff that I love, it really just makes me feel like I am the woman that I want to be. So I have to tell you that I found the company base and I'm so excited about it because it makes me feel like a freaking put together boss wherever I go. And it is luggage that screams, I'm on a business trip. I have it all together. And even if we don't, at least we can look like it, right? And good news, it doesn't have to to break the bank. It looks super chic. It's affordable travel bags and accessories that look good and they're super freaking functional. So I love my base pieces and you guys, I'm traveling all over right now and I have an offer for you. You can go to basetravel.com forward slash Lori for 15% off your first purchase. That's dot com forward slash Lori. Whether I'm flying across the the pond, road tripping across the country, or just getting away for a quick overnight staycation, BASE has been the best travel buddy for it all. I take my BASE weekender bag and carry-on roller with me any I travel. The weekender bag is so well designed with a compartment specifically for shoes, a trolley pass so I can secure it on the handle of my roller carry-on, water-resistant material, and so much more. And I love the hard-sided exterior of the roller carry-on and the thoughtful of the interior. You don't ever need to buy packing cubes with this carry-on. Base was created by the actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking super fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. And their luggage comes in multiple sizes, and colors to match your aesthetic right now base is offering you 15% off your first purchase by visiting base travel.com forward slash Lori that's B-E-I-S travel.com forward slash Lori you're really speaking to Pretty much most businesses, I feel like, are so built on relationships. All business, no matter what people say, it's a long term play. Like, if you have relationships in your life, those are typically them, or you're seeking these like long term relationships in hopes that maybe someday, yes, they might, you know, get involved, but maybe not. Like, it's just a relationship play, you know, and being interested. And this just reminds me so much of just all business and network marketing and just finding your people and, knowing that if you are a relationship person like that truck driver, like if he knows people, you can know people who have a business or who use payment processing. A lot of people listening probably don't realize how many people they know who are business owners, Never. especially if you're in the entrepreneurial world and you're listening to
1: this, or you probably yeah. know so many people who use and it. Your co- your coffee shop you walk into. You mm-hmm. Do you know how many people were like, where we've talked to because they don't get that concept. You get the concept or anyone who's been in MLM understands the concept of relationships that nobody wants to be sold. Everyone's getting sold left and right. It's about coming in. I may work with you now, but you may call me in two or three years from now and then we're going to work together because we're going to build a relationship. And you didn't realize that you walk into that coffee shop, there's a that you go to every single day, the barber that you go to, the hairdresser you go to, Mm -hmm. ever and then all of a sudden it was the weirdest thing because people would go, like they'd get on there and we go, well, you don't know anybody that accepts credit card payments all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, my brother has an HVAC business. I'm like, yeah, exactly. He accepts credit card payments. Like, you know, and and it's just most people who are doing business accept credit cards. And Mm -hmm. no one just realizes that you can also be the person that makes money off of that. Because if you are and I don't know if you saw the video of us with Rick Ross, we had Rick Ross on the show, on the retreat. We had a big retreat here. Mm -hmm. And we said to Rick Ross, we go, you know, you buy all these wing stops, you have 40 something wing stops, right? Why wouldn't you start made back payments? And you, you gave your son a, may, a wing stop. But every time someone leaves and buys a wing, he has to reset every time you open. Why wouldn't you start a payments company, switch all yours to your son. And now your son has a whole different revenue stream that is every business that you ever have from now until 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I go, your agent's getting paid why wouldn't you get paid? Why wouldn't your son get paid?
0: Oh my God. That is so genius for these companies who are taking in so much money. Wow. That is literally brilliant. What a cool way to also like get a family member involved too. You know, we work with our family. So it's kind of like, that's really an interesting concept actually. How cool. Okay. So tell me about that. What is the process? if somebody just got a ping, like, I'm interested in this. I feel like I have tons of relationships. I feel like I know a lot of entrepreneurs. I feel like I'm in rooms with entrepreneurs, constantly starting businesses. What does that look like? And I want to know, like, I know there's usually a lot of work involved, right? There's a lot of work to be done, (laughs) just like anything, if you're going to make any money. But it is a really cool way to make money if you're good at relationships and and a few other things. I want to know, what does it look like? What goes into it? What to expect around the workload as well?
1: So it's kind of, it's separated into two or three pots, right? So okay. when business owners come in, let's say a business owner comes in, we give mm-hmm. them access to the course for $1. We want, because knowledge is, you know, essentially we want it to be free. We want them to learn because what people don't realize, unlike anything else, we have a backend play from the merchant account side. So it behooves us to make people very successful in this business. So we give it everything. They could go in, they could learn payments if they want to learn it inside and out for the dollar they could learn everything they want and start sending their own business. So they're able to convert their own business day one, make their, if they want to make their son, their daughter, their wife, their husband, whoever it is, the agent on it. So be it, they could transfer their business and have knowledge about what's going on, which to me is so powerful. Like this is about your deposit. This is about your money, your money, your transactions is the bloodline to your entire business. Why wouldn't like a masterclass, you be educated on what it actually looks like beginning to end from the time a card is swiped till the time it goes into your bank account. So that knowledge, you could get that. If somebody wants to, and just like with a personal trainer, if somebody wants to set up their own payments company, learn how to build, which I also didn't realize that people truly need help with that, putting themselves on an even playing field with other business owners, which that's all mindset and all that other stuff. You can go through the whole program, work one-on-one with Dave and I, We do five days a week. So it's five days a week training, like live questions of anything and everything you want to know. We have Thursday night calls where we bring on different kinds of partners. So if you want to, maybe you don't like selling payments. Maybe you want to sell funding. We have funding. You want to sell payroll. You could sell payroll. It would be like training with the person who trains Thor for working out. That's how I look at that. And that is a high ticket program. We work with them for a year. It's $10,000. They could do that. They get that course should be $50,000 for how much we deliver and they go beginning to end we help them we hold their hand on the deal calls so if they have a person who wants to who's interested in merchant services we handle all of the cost savings analysis we do hands-on interactive training with them so when that person is on the phone we're the ones walking through so they learn as they're going and most people they're getting it 10% as payments because they're going to events which you know Like you said, with events, people are uncomfortable. People won't even go on Zoom calls for a long time. Like they're so, they won't even go on there. So it's it's really, really an all-encompassing training program. And then there's people who, which, you know, we have a ton of these deals where people don't want, they have access to all these customers. They have access to all coaches, their accountants, their marketing agencies. They have all this access to companies, but they have zero interest in learning, they don't, they don't want to learn about it, but they want to make money on it because they have the pool of, of merchants. Then we come in and do, it's basically a full hands-off automated payments agency. And we do not charge for that. And we split the residuals with them because again, mm-hmm. to be fully transparent. And that's what I think why people like our program, we have a back end. we get merchant accounts. So there's nothing to hide. There's no fluff. There's no anything it is. It's just a reality. We're going to get paid. You're going to get paid.
0: Where are like the challenges with it where you see people tend to fall off? I know with network marketing, it was really like not having a high touch point or not having those people to ask or not having maybe not finding that other person who can help you keep working and follow through and do all the things of the back end that you need to be doing. Where do you see people needing more support? Building this program is
1: literally the hardest thing that we've ever done. And thank God for Dave that, you know, if this is exactly where <laughs> without it, there would be no residual payments. It yeah. would not exist because I'd be like, all right, you can't know. You're fine. You're done. I'm going to go back to selling merchant accounts. Mm-hmm. But the biggest part that people have is not following through. They get distracted. They don't dedicate time to doing it. And it's a little bit different with direct marketing because there you're looking at friends, families. It's really different with us because there's businesses around you. So unless you live, the only time it's going to be really hard for you is if you live in the middle of nowhere in you know, Kansas, in the middle of, at a farm or something like that, where you don't have a lot of people. And we actually have people like that, that then drive a hundred miles into town and do road trips, getting merchant mm-hmm. accounts. And we had to refine the program for that. Exactly. What you said is where are these things where people fall off? Mm-hmm. And it's always the fear of going into a business. It's the fear of not being on the same playing field as the business owner. They're like, well, this business owner is not going to talk to me. I'm like, why? You're a business owner. You own your own payments company. They just have a different job than you now. And also accepting that you're not going to get all wins. You're not going to win. Every single time you walk into a business, you're not going to win it. It's not going to happen. But you, maybe that person needs funding. Maybe that person needs payroll. Maybe that person needs nothing. And they just made a contact with you. And two years later, they're going to call you back up, which happens. I think a lot of it has been taking the component of, which I didn't have. And I, you know, to be honest, I never thought people really needed the whole mindset, accountability, pushing and all that. I didn't realize that it was needed because I really never had a choice. Mm. So I just think it's an incredible business. And I think it's something that no matter what you're doing in your life, I don't care if you have 10 different passive incomes that you're doing. There's no reason to not have this because even in two years from now, if you're doing something else and you run across a business and you know how to talk about it, it's there. You know how to do it. You're going to set them up and you're going to make money on it. There is no way to not make money on it.
0: Being in something that also provides me a residual income now, it has gone down from what it it was in its peak. But at the same time, not that much. And so I yeah. guess I guess I also want to share about residual because I think this is important for everyone to hear and I'm sure that you you hear this all the time being in this industry for so long is like Yes. Residual is great and passive is great, but it takes a a freaking hustle to get to a place where you're making really good money with passive or residual income. Like I'm so transparent about that. It is a hustle. Like the, the people you're talking about and you've shared it already, like they're taking road trips to find these people. They're talking about it every day. They're going all in on it. So I know that with this, there's probably like, Hey, you know what? It'd be really cool if I made an extra 500 bucks. That's obviously going to be a lot less work, but if you want to make the type of money that maybe people are
1: excited about right now, like that's going to be a hustle, right? Love it. Yep. And it's, it's, I'm so happy you say the word transparent because that's the problem is that, and again, I work with all these merchants, you know, I have tons of biz op clients, 10 of these things. And, and I really try to show them from a compliance perspective. You cannot say, and and this is FTC and everything. You cannot say you can make $10,000 in a day. If nothing in life, Is easy. If, if you know, like even on your health side, right? When you want to earn passive income, residual income, we tell everybody in the program, and we actually will tell people if you think that you're not going to do hard work and you're not going to work hard, do not join us. Do not come in here because it's hard work, but this is a real sustainable business that you could do for years to come. And I think that those kind of people you attract. Those are the ones that always bounce from bounce over where they're like, Well, I want to make five thousand dollars in 30 days. Well, how many people did you talk to? Well, I talked to two. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hate to tell you, but if I do two sit-ups, I'm not getting six pack abs. So <laughs> it's exactly the same exact way. And and I love that you say that too, because there's so many things online that everyone wants a quick buck and nothing that is easy that comes easy unless every now and then something something comes easy. If I, you buy, what was it, GameStop stock or whatever. You know, <laughs> that, those are flukes in life. That is not the normal. You have to decide how hard you want to work for a different life. Mm-hmm.
0: And then what different I, life do you
1: want? I couldn't agree more. And and I think
0: that's the really cool part about just talking about all of these options of making money is if you find that thing that excites you, that all of a sudden, if you're listening, you're like, oh my God, I actually feel like that would be something I could do that would come now, that would come easily to be able to do it But then you have to work really hard at doing it over and over and over and over and, and, you know, mastering that craft as well. So I want to know if someone is interested, how can they join? Where can they find you? All of those
1: things. Sure. So I would say the best way to find us is go to meet the Carlins on Instagram, just because we always update our links there. We also have our, obviously our very generic homepage, which is residualpayments.com. That doesn't walk you through everything, but residualpayments.com, you could get a lot of information. Go to Meet the Carlins. We are having, and this is really, really important, and you'll find this on our Instagram of Meet the Carlins. We're holding a virtual event on August 19th and 20th. It's free to join. Huge virtual event, two days to learn the ins and outs of the industry. We have Grant Cardone coming on, Bob Mennery, Harry Mack, if no one knows him, he, you are, will be blown away. Raekwon from Wu-Tang. We are going to teach people building brands, grinding it out, how to work hard. None of those people mm-hmm. had it easy and just made a ton of money. They had to literally grind it out to make mm-hmm. it work. It's going to be an incredible, incredible virtual event. So I think those are the greatest places. We're also holding a big retreat here and they can find that on residualpaymentsretreats.com
0: amazing we will link that all up we'll put it in the show notes thank you so much for coming on this has been just so even eye-opening I love learning about different industries all of a sudden you can't unsee it all every time I take my credit
1: card out I'm going to wonder who's getting paid you have no idea I promise you anyone who hears about it anyone who talks about it will get messages from like other podcasts they're like you know you ruined me right every time I go anywhere now I look and I look at the terminal I'm like I wonder who's getting paid on that one it's so interesting. Now I'm like, huh. I feel like I could just say, hey,
0: what do you use? Yeah. That's, that's um, <laughs> I love it so much. What is there anything that we did not cover that you want to share?
1: you covered everything. It's so refreshing to speak to another very successful woman entrepreneur. I, I, I don't get the, and I don't know why I don't get the opportunity a lot to, to do that. I, I don't know why. So we got to make that happen. We got, yeah, That's got to happen more for you. I I don't know what, I don't know what it is because it's so (laughs) unbelievably enjoyable just to, to hear other people on your right, hear other people's stories and Mm -hmm. that we all kind of are in the same boat. And we just, you don't have to feel less than somebody than, you know, if I, if I come on and I'll be completely honest with you, you know, I looked on your Instagram I'm like, oh, she's so pretty, so pretty with her blonde hair. And I wish my hair going on, but I swear on my life, like I'm looking and I'm like, she's so fit and healthy and all this stuff. I'm like, she's such a piece of crap, you know, whatever. And Uh I was like, I'm like, she's so, but everybody has it. And every, Mm -hmm. and then the first thing you say, when you come on, the first thing out of your mouth is about my hair. And I'm like, This is why women have to talk to each other more often. It is why.
0: It is why. And I'm so glad you threw that in because that is literally what we talk about on this all the time. I wrote a book about it, literally about female relationships and business and all the things coming up. So oh, I hope you love it. And honestly, I'm like, if there's any intros I can give for other amazing women, I just feel like that is my saving grace. So We'll just make sure you have more of it in your life. And I'm so grateful for you coming on the show. And you guys definitely go to the Instagram page. Go check it out. Even if it's not something that you're pinged with right now, like go follow her because you're going to get really great just advice and perspective on business in general. You have such a great page. You give such great info. And I think that... The most successful entrepreneurs can take bits and pieces from every entrepreneur and apply it to their life and see how it operates. Because I think at the end of the day, there's core values, there's mindset, there's things that can be applied across the board in businesses. So definitely go follow no matter what. And i um, so grateful for you. One of the biggest gifts we can give to Patricia is to go to her Instagram and follow and also to upload this and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. So give her a tag on IG and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. If you have any questions, let her know. And until next time, everyone, earn your happy. Thank you so much. for you so join me there start your free trial at growthday.com slash hey do you know what the big secret is this year Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K A J A B I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new.